chapter number 12, and then we're going to turn to John chapter number 3. John chapter number 12 and John chapter number 3. <coughs> Most of us probably be pretty familiar. I don't intend to blow any minds tonight, but I just want to preach what I feel in the Holy Ghost. And I feel like it's been confirmed several times this evening. Amen. I love it when the Lord confirms his word. Amen. John chapter 12, verse number 32. Just one verse of scripture in John chapter 12 and 32. And I, if I be lifted up, from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Let's turn to John chapter number 3, verses 14, and we're going to read through verse 21. John chapter number 3, verses number 14 through verse number 21. If you have a say amen. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And what is that name? Jesus. Amen. And this is the condemnation. That light is come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light. Neither cometh rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. Amen. I want to focus on, on verse 32 of, of John chapter 12. It says, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth. And John chapter number 3 says, and Moses lifted up the serpent. Jesus goes on to say, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Amen. I want to talk about this subject for a little bit tonight, when he is lifted up. Amen. Can we lay our Bibles down? Let's reach out to God and let's ask him to step in this house tonight. Lord. Hallelujah. Can we give him a hand clap of praise tonight? Glory to God. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. I want to lay a little bit of a foundation here. Amen. Before I get to the meat of it. So if you can ride with me just a few moments. Amen. Praise God. I, uh, hallelujah. I want to see the Lord's will be done. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. In our second, in our second text here this evening, I read 
verse number 14. It says, and Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Amen. I wanted to talk about that scenario just for a moment. Amen. Because I think if we understand where it's coming from, we can understand that this, this, this idea of Jesus being lifted up was not a new idea. It, it had come even, even from the beginning. However, God would begin to show his hand throughout the Old Testament. Amen. Numbers chapter 21, verses 4 through 9. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. The people of Israel were upset again. Imagine that. And the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have ye brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? It's not the first time they've asked this question. It's not the first time. They got fed up because they were walking seemingly to nowhere. They didn't understand what was going on. How many of you have been in situations like that? You get frustrated. Put yourself in the Israelites' shoes. These folks were frustrated. Some days I get frustrated because I don't know where I'm going to end up at the end of the day. I don't see the end goal at the end of the road. I don't see it. I'm the kind of guy when I wake up in the morning, I want to know what's going to happen in the daytime. And when I go to bed, I want to know everything's okay. If I can't see the goal at the end of the day, then I feel like I've wasted a whole day and I get frustrated. Amen. But back to the children of Israel. These folks were frustrated. They were walking seemingly to nowhere and uh, they began to complain. And they said, what in the world are we doing out here? Why did you bring us out of Egypt, Moses? You just wanted to kill us out here instead of allowing the Egyptians to do it? At least we could have died on full stomachs in Egypt. Amen. For there is no bread. Neither is there any water, they said. And our soul loatheth this light bread. They were so upset they began to forget what they had. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people. And they bit the people. And much people of Israel died. Therefore, what is this therefore, Pastor said this morning? Because people were dying. The people came to Moses. They went to the man of God and said, we have sinned. For we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray to the Lord that he may take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that every one that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Amen. These people were frustrated. They thought they were starving to death. When in fact, 
That was a lie. They said they have no bread. They had bread. God provided bread for them every single morning. Miracle bread came from God. Just appeared on the ground every single day. But yet they said we have no bread. We're frustrated. I don't understand the situation we're in, preacher. And I, don't, I, want, I want clarification right now. I'm starving to death. I want something. I want something different. And God got fed up with the people. And he sent snakes in their midst. And these snakes began to bite the folks. And they began to die. Why? Because the people become frustrated. Amen. Is it a sin to be frustrated? I hope not. <laughs> How you deal with your frustration, I believe, is where the sin comes in. This is not even where I want to go tonight. Just wanted to point out these folks had sinned, these folks had fallen short. Of what was expected of them. God expected these people to walk by faith. That sound familiar? God expected them to walk by faith. Not by sight. That's where I get it wrong. Those days that I wake up and I don't understand. I can't see the end of the goal. But the Lord wants us to walk by faith. Amen. God got fed up with these folks because of how they expressed their frustration about the man of God and about what God had already promised them. And he began to curse them and he sent these snakes among them. And they began to die off. They sinned. And God sent what? He sent death. Because the wages of sin is what? Is death. So we have the whole story of a sinful life right here in this little passage. The people sinned, death came. However, the people said, man, I know I've seen God deliver us out of other things. Maybe he'll have mercy on us again. And so they went to the man of God and they asked the man of God, pray for us that these snakes be taken away. And the man of God prayed for them. The Lord didn't take away the sin. He didn't take away the sin, but he gave them a remedy. Amen. It's not God's, God's job to come in my life and remove my sin. I have to willingly lay down my life before him. I have to lay my sin upon the old altar of death. I've got to lay that old sin down, and I've got to allow God to come and remove that and cast it away. Amen. But God gave them a remedy. Amen. And Moses made a pole. And he put a brass serpent on that pole. And he put it up where everybody could see it. Amen. And when they looked to that pole with that brass serpent there, they had mercy come upon them. And they were saved, and they, were, they survived, and life was restored. Amen. When Moses prayed, the Lord didn't remove them, but yet God gave him a remedy. A remedy. We have a remedy today. 
Amen. That remedy is what is called the cross. John chapter number 12, verse number 32. If you could put that back up, Brother Wisdom. He said, and I, and I, if I be lifted up, I will draw men unto me. The passage keeps on going and it talks and he explains what he's talking about. Amen. He was talking about he had to hang up on the cross. He had to be lifted up from the earth as the scripture said in verse 32 of John chapter 12. Amen. And he also told Nicodemus in John chapter number 3 that he must be lifted up upon the cross in order for men to be saved. Amen. Maybe I'll get over this in a minute, but thinking about the Super Bowl again. This thing is not going to last past tonight. They're going to have a trophy sitting on a shelf somewhere for at least a year maybe. And next year, come along, somebody else is going to take it away from them. But this thing called salvation doesn't last just a year. This thing called salvation can last you an eternity. We don't have to just, we don't have to worry about losing this thing in just a few days. This, this trophy could even be taken away from the winning team on a technicality. We can't lose our salvation on a technicality. Unless you walk out on the Lord, then, 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 you, then it's all over with. However, I have a promise that I can spend an eternity with my Savior. The Savior, this, this man called Jesus Christ that came to the earth and he died upon a cross for my sins. Hallelujah. And took upon himself my sins. Does that not excite somebody in this place tonight? You think about where you came from. God could have left you in that place. But God saw you and he had mercy upon you. And you were able to look up to the cross. And you were able to be picked up out of that old muck and mire of sin. And God was able to save your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We sang it this morning. When I think about the Lord, it makes me want to shout, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Hallelujah. I don't want to just take it for granted. He didn't have to have mercy upon me, but yet he did. And, and when I come into the house of God, I want to express my thanks. I want to express my, my, my gratitude for his mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church is not just another place where I come and it makes my conscience feel good because I was in church today. But I come to church because I want to exalt the creator of all things that groped himself in flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as of the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of what? Grace and truth. Hallelujah. And to think that this was never an afterthought. Why? Because John chapter 1 verse 1 said, In the beginning was the Word. Hallelujah. I don't think we necessarily have to do a Bible study on, on John chapter 1 verse 1. But just in case you didn't understand it, that word, Word, means simply the plan. 
this plan that was portrayed through Jesus Christ, that was fulfilled through Jesus Christ, was the plan from the beginning of time. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 The cross was not a forethought. It was not, it was not a second thought, should I say. It was, it was not something, it was not plan B, if you will. But it was the plan from the beginning. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for the cross today. I'm thankful for the cross today. I said I'm thankful for the cross today. I'm thankful that we can look up to the cross and that we can know that the debt of death that is owed for the wages of the sin that I committed has already been paid in full. Understanding without the cross, there is much death. Amen. The children of Israel, when they sinned, they saw what? They saw much death. Without the cross, without that, that pole with that serpent hanging on it that the people could look to, that the Lord instructed Moses, put this out there for them to look to for their salvation. Without the cross being out there for us to look to, we would never have the opportunity to, to take the Lord up on salvation because he had to be the perfect sacrifice. Hallelujah. 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 However, when God provided, God provided a route of salvation. Amen. Not just for the Israelites, but he provided salvation for us today. Amen. I'm thankful for the cross. I'm thankful for the cross. I thank God for the cross. Hallelujah. I never want to be guilty of downplaying the cross. Hallelujah. A lot of, of, of things hang upon the cross. Amen. Our sin was left at the cross. Amen. And I'm thankful for that. Amen. It was on the cross that our portion was paid. It was on the cross that all things throughout the Old Testament was fulfilled. You understand? It was on the cross that's this, that our salvation process began. It was at the cross that access to the holiest of holies was extended to you and me. Hallelujah. It was at the cross as well that the eternal life was extended to you and I this evening. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus had to be lifted upon the cross. He had to be lifted upon the cross. It was ordained by God. Amen. I'm thankful for the cross as I've already said multiple times. I can't say it enough. I'm thankful for the cross. When we sing that old song, the old rugged cross on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. I never want to be guilty of just taking it for granted. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
I never want to downplay the cross, but you understand if it had stopped at the cross, Jesus Christ would have been no different than any other martyr. Amen. He would have just been another man that died for a good cause. The fact remains that he was buried. But not that just he was buried, but he raised himself again. Amen. If he had just stayed on the cross, that's where it would have all stopped. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. If it stopped at the cross, we would have not we would not have the grace and mercy that we have extended to us today. We would not have the opportunity that we have today. But God Jesus Christ did not stay in the grave. He rose on that third day, showing us that there is nothing that can stop him. Nothing in this world has power over him. Matthew chapter 28, verse number 18. He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. No power, nothing in this world has more power than the Lord. And he showed this power through death. To us, mankind, we see death as a dreadful thing. But the Lord was not scared of death because he has power over death. Amen. That's why he is the only one that could pay the wages of our sin and come out victorious. Amen. Death. The most feared thing among us people does not have power over our Lord. Understand that he had to be lifted up on the cross. He had to die. He had to die. Because the law required a sacrifice. He had to die. But it did not stop there. He was able to raise himself. He didn't, he didn't get any help from another man to help him raise up from the dead. He didn't get help from any other source of spiritual help. He didn't, he didn't need it because he was God. And he has all power. He had to be lifted up. He had to be buried. Amen. That we could be saved. John chapter 11, verses 25 through 26 says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. This is the reason why he was able to raise himself from the dead. He didn't need anybody's help. Hallelujah. He was the resurrection. He is the life. And just because the flesh had to die, the spirit that was inside of him could raise him back to life with no issue whatsoever. Why? Because he is God. And there is no one like our God. Hallelujah. Not only was he lifted up, not only was he lifted up on the cross, but I went in and, and I began to think about Acts chapter number 1. I began to think he was not just lifted up on the cross, but he was lifted up into heaven. Amen. He didn't stop at the cross, but he went farther than just hanging up on the cross. He went on into heaven. Why did he go to heaven? He said, to, I'm going to prepare a place for you. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, I got so much welled up inside of me, I just don't know which way to turn loose. Hallelujah. I don't know if, I don't know if you just don't understand what God did for you. What God did for me was unbelievable. I have an eternal mansion in heaven. Why? Because he extended grace to me. Because he was lifted up. Why is it so hard for me to come into the house of God and to just just be able to turn loose and worship God for his mercy and his grace? Why can't I just come into the house of God and let God have his way? Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. He was thinking about you. He was thinking about me upon that old rugged cross. It was my sin that he had put upon him. It was your sin that was put upon him. And it's just the least that I could do just to come into the house of God and lift up my hands and begin to worship him. Because when he is lifted up, mercy is extended, grace is extended, and all he requires is praise and worship out of my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I think of his goodness, uh, when I think of his mercy, I can't help but get excited because I know where I came from. I know I was raised in a church. I know I was raised in a Pentecostal home, but God saved me from sin. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise Lord. When he went into heaven, he commanded that we go out and we begin to teach and we begin to preach and we begin to baptize. That's what he commanded us to do. Why? Because he wants this whole world to understand that he loves them and he wants to see them saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why I've come tonight. That's why I've come tonight is to to express his goodness. I've come to try to fulfill that commandment. I've tried to come and and, and begin to preach his love and his mercy to us. Hallelujah. If we could just reach out and we could just seek his face and we could just worship him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. This term, lifted up, <clears throat> comes from the Greek word, huso, which means to elevate, which could be either literally or figuratively. And it also means to exalt or to lift up. Amen. This same word, <clears throat> was translated, exalted in these other two passages that I want to read to you. Acts chapter number 2, verses 32 and 36 through 36 says, This hath this Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we all are witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, God hath exalted this man, Jesus Christ, 
Amen. I think that we ought to be able to exalt him. I think that we ought to be able to come into his house and we ought to be able to exalt him with everything that's inside of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jumping down to verse number 36. I'm sorry, Brother Wisdom. Verse number 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know. Why? Because God exalted him. God exalted him. Amen. And he was lifted up. When he was lifted up. When he was lifted up. Hallelujah. Mercy came. When he was lifted up, the veil was rent. When he was lifted up, life changed drastically. When he was lifted up, the law was completely fulfilled. Oh. Hallelujah. Opening the veil, allowing us access to the King of Kings. Allowing us the opportunity to be able to come into his presence. Not just limiting it to one man, one time a year, but allowing me to come before his throne every single day if I will. Why? Because he loves me. Because he was lifted up. Thank you, Lord. Acts chapter number 5, verses 30 through 31 says, The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins, not just to Israel anymore, but to each and every one of us on the face of this planet. He's extended repentance. He's extended forgiveness of sins. Why? Because he was lifted up. Hallelujah. My help doesn't come from anybody in this room today. My help does not come from anybody on this earth today. My help comes from the Lord. Why? Because he was lifted up. Because he was lifted up. I know this is Psalm chapter 121, but yet this, this psalm screamed at me as I began to study through this. Psalms 121 verses 1 through 8 said, I will lift up mine eyes upon to the hills from which cometh my help. Why do I look up unto the hills from which cometh my help? Because he was lifted up. Because he was lifted up. Hallelujah. We can find our help when we lift up our eyes. My help cometh from the Lord, which hath made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. I don't serve a God that sleeps. The other night on the way home, Camden has been saying bye to everybody. He says bye to cars. He says bye to everything. We were leaving the church parking lot. I think it was last Tuesday, and uh, Morgan, Camden saying bye, 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 waving at the church, and uh, Morgan says, yes, tell, bye, tell God bye, tell God bye, I said, no, Morgan, wait a minute, wait a minute, we don't have to tell God bye, she looked at me, she said, Dad, why not, 
She said, we're leaving his house. We leave grandma's house and they have to go to sleep. I said, but baby, you don't understand. God doesn't sleep. God doesn't even slumber. He doesn't even take cat naps. He doesn't. She said, how? So he's always tired? <laughs> I said, no, ma'am. He never gets tired. He never gets tired. Some days I think he's getting tired of me. <laughs> Amen. But he's faithful. And he's merciful. And he extends his grace. He extends his favor to you and me. Why? You know, honestly, I began... I, Last year I was, I was reading through and I, I came across the scripture where Paul said, I, I besought the Lord thrice for this thing. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for thee. I begin to think, if God's grace was sufficient for Paul, why isn't it sufficient for me? It's not because God's different. It's because of my perspective. Understand, the grace that was sufficient for Paul is sufficient for each and every one of us. You're having trouble with something? Ask for God's grace. His grace is available because he was lifted up. I said his grace is available because he was lifted up. So why do we struggle with the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again? Why? Why don't we reach out and ask God, Lord, I need your grace today. I'm not asking you. The Lord didn't take away the snakes from the children of Israel. He didn't. God didn't take that sin that perplexes my mind. Those temptations that mess with my mind day in and day out, he doesn't take those from me. But he gives me his grace. And he gives me his, his mercy. He extends his favor to me, giving me the ability to overcome those things. It's not in my notes. Amen. But it's the truth. His grace is available for you because he was lifted up. Amen. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. Why? Because he was lifted up. He was lifted up. When he is lifted up, when he is lifted up, grace is extended. When he is lifted up, his mercy is made available. That's why it's important when we come in the house of God, we begin to lift up the Lord. Why? Because we want his mercy to be available in this place today. Because there are souls that need the Holy Ghost. We need His grace in this place tonight. That way somebody can leave this place delivered from whatever has tormented them for the, for, for the years and years that they have held on to these things. When He is lifted up, 
When he is lifted up, understand, when he is lifted up, when he is lifted up, he takes the shackles of my hand so I can, my feet so I can dance. He takes the chains of my hands so I can lift them up and I can worship him. Hallelujah. Verse number eight. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore when he is lifted up. Amen. This psalm began, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hill. I hope I'm not stretching this too far. But I see the psalmist lifting up the Lord. He's given God glory. He's given God honor. Because he understands I can't do it on my own. If my eyes are down, I'm focused on the things around me. But if I lift up my eyes unto the hill, from whence cometh my help, Oh, my help cometh from the Lord. How do I get his attention? By lifting him up. By exalting him. By worshiping him. Hallelujah. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord was lifted up. Before all those that were there in Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1 verses 6 through 11. says, when they therefore come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he spoke these things, while, he, while they beheld, he was taken up. If you allow me, he was lifted up there. And a cloud received him out of their sight. But the people, in verse number 10, and I'm almost finished. Sister Rebecca, if you don't mind coming. Verse number 10. Verse number 9, he was taken up. A cloud received him out of their sight. Verse number 10. While they steadfastly looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Pay attention to what they said in verse 11. Which also said, You men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. They said, Why stand ye gazing? They're just in awe. They're just looking. 
never seen that before. I can imagine be taking all oh, lots of mixed emotions. They, that's my Lord. He was just taken away from me. He's not here with me anymore. What do I do? And the next thing we find, these men are like, why are you standing here gazing? He's already told you what to do. He's already told you what to do. Get to, get to Jerusalem. Go do what the Lord told you to do. And the people, when they went to Jerusalem, began to seek his face and began to lift him up and, begot, and came into one mind and one accord. And what happened? The Holy Ghost fell. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Just because I'm standing here looking into heaven doesn't mean I'm lifting him up. He's told me what I ought to do. I know when I come to the house of God, I am to worship with everything that's in me. I know when I'm at home through the week, I'm supposed to seek his face. So let me ask you, how often do you lift him up? Did you come tonight to lift him up? How do we lift him up? Well, one way is to seek his face. Psalms chapter 27 verse 8 says, When thou saidst, seek my face. My heart said to thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for what we've had around here. I'm thankful for the healings. I'm thankful for the miracles. I'm thankful for the things God's been doing. It only comes when we begin to seek his face. It only comes when we begin to seek his face. When we lift him up properly. Amen. Amen. I can tell you times in my life I feel like I was falling away. I felt like I was not, I was not where I needed to be. And then I realized my prayer every single day was Lord, I need your help with this situation. And God, I need, I need you to help me here. I need financial help. <clears throat> and all I was doing was asking God for his help. Just, just Lord, I need a miracle. Lord, I need, I need you to do a work for me. That's all I was doing. I'm not saying that everybody's doing that. But when I found myself the farthest from God was when I sought his hands and his works but one day I was praying, and the Lord began to deal with me. And I saw this verse in Psalms chapter 27, verse 8. And the psalmist said, when thou saidst, seek my face. That moment, I read the rest of the verse. It said, my heart said to thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. I looked at the Lord, I said, God, I'm sorry, I've been doing this all wrong. Lord, I... I will seek your face. My heart cries out to you, Lord, I want to seek your face today. I want to lift you up the right way, God. I want to be obedient to you, Lord. When we seek him, like they did in Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2, we're going to receive 
what they did in Acts chapter 2. When we seek him with our whole hearts, with our whole hearts, he will be lifted up. He will be lifted up. All of the situations that we think are so huge, when we begin to seek his face, we're looking past those things because our hands have lifted, our eyes have lifted to his face. Amen. And we begin to seek him. There's one mandate. And you can ask those in, in, in Lacine that they hear this scripture way too much probably. I don't think you can hear it enough. But at Matthew chapter number 6, <clears throat> verses 31 through 34, Jesus is talking. He said, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all, after all these things doth the Gentile seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. He does. Do you believe he does? Do you believe he does? Let me ask you one more time. Do you really believe he knows you have need of these things? Verse 33, but seek ye first. I love what Pastor Riggins said the other night. I never thought about it this way. But it says first, but there's never a second. I thought that was so beautiful. I was, I was about to jump up and run the aisles. It was a Bible study. I don't know why I didn't, but I didn't. But it was a revelation to me. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You understand this, right? You're, you're seeking him. You're seeking the things that will further his kingdom. You're seeking his righteousness. Why am I seeking his righteousness? So I could be like him. The Bible says, be ye holy. Why? For I am holy, God said. That's why I seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And then it goes on to say, all these things shall be added to you. But it never said, I'm going to seek those things. Never said that. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. How do I lift him up? How do I lift him up? Every day I wake up, I'm seeking him. Every day I wake up, Lord, I just want you to know I love you. And I want my life to lift you up today. Yes, he was lifted up on the cross. <clears throat> yes, that is the literal interpretation of that spirit, that, that verse in John chapter 12, verse 32. But I don't think that it, Jesus meant that he was to be lifted up at the cross and never be lifted up again. But I believe he wants us to lift him up every day. Every chance we get. Every opportunity we get. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. 
and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Verse 34 goes on to say, Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient. Say that word again. Grace is sufficient. The Lord's provision for you is sufficient. Unto the day is the evil thereof. Amen. God's grace is sufficient for you. If we could just seek his face and lift him up every single day. Come on, let's stand up and let's lift our hands to him today. Can we lift him up tonight? Oh, I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that we have an opportunity, God, to lift you up one more time today. God, that your mercy and your grace could be present in this place. I worship you tonight, God. I glorify your holy name today, Jesus. Thank you for your excellent greatness tonight. Oh, you're so wonderful, God. You're so wonderful, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. You, want, you feel like you want to come and lift him up. Why don't you come down there to the front and begin to lift him up and begin to worship him and see what God can take care of for you in your life. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you tonight. Oh, you're so great and greatly to